Hey folks, this is Dr. Sam, and we have an awesome show today on our podcast. I'm going to be talking about the connection between optic nerve damage, eye disease, and toxicities in our body. I'm also going to be talking about uh, closed head injury and how that might affect our eyes. And then somebody is going to be asking a question about hyperbaric oxygen and does that affect our eye health? And finally, a dentist asks, asks a very interesting question about his own vision as he's using a magnification device in his surgery. So stay tuned. We've got a good one. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Sam Byrne, and I'd like to welcome you to another podcast. And I'm really, really Really excited to be here today. We've got some um, kind of different questions than usual, so I'm really happy to hear that. I think we're really getting out into the community in terms of helping people with their eye health, their wellness. And uh, so I think I'm just going to jump right in and let's go to the first question. Uh, this is from Pooja. And Pooja is writing on behalf of her husband who has an optic nerve disease, and this is due to a thallium intoxication that occurred in May 2006. She reports that her husband's vision is blurry and that he also has some distortion in his recognition, especially beyond uh, 10 feet. She says that he is a scientist and his eyes are getting more and more stressed because of his work on the computer. He's got headaches, red eyes. He's now been diagnosed with iritis and he's using steroid drops. And Pooja wants to know if his optic nerve can be regenerated. Can we re treat him avoiding any steroids or pharmacological drugs? Well, the answer to that question is yes, we can use a lot of natural and complementary methods to improve vision at any age, that our eyes actually have a plasticity to them if we offer them the proper nutrients. Now, in this particular example, if we talk about the gray metal thallium, which is what uh, this gentleman has been exposed to, it is a highly toxic compound that is um, colorless, odorless, and tasteless, but it's very po poisonous. So they use it a lot in insecticides and uh, rat poisons. And in my clinical practice, what I've observed is that a lot of eye problems are related to inflammatory disease or toxicity. And in this particular case, I think one of the first things that uh, Pooja should have her husband do is go see a functional medicine doctor or a naturopathic doctor and assess the level of toxicities in his body and start to eliminate those. Because when you have toxicities in your body and the eyes have one of the highest metabolic needs uh, mainly because of all the blood vessels, we call those the microcapillaries in the eye, that it's one of the first places that 
that uh, experiences damage because the nutrients are not able to get to these uh, vulnerable microcapillaries due to the interference of the toxicity. So a lot of eye diseases mask themselves when if we can get rid of the toxicities, reduce inflammation and stress. And of course, part of these things occur through lifestyle and uh, diet, that we have a really good chance of improving our vision. So in this particular case, in terms of the optic nerve damage, the iritis, the you know eye symptoms, they're only going to get uh, stimulated more so by using any kind of electronic device like a computer, especially for long periods of time. Just generally speaking, you know, optic nerve health um, originates from a support of getting enough omega-3 into your body, specifically the DHA of omega-3. But omega-3 coupled with ginkgo, ginkgo can be helpful as a way to slow down and even in some cases neutralize uh, the deterioration of the optic nerve. Now, the optic nerve is that connector of the eye to the brain. There's a plexus of nerves in the optic nerve that... Uh, communicates with our brain. And if there's any swelling or inflammation or damage, uh, then this begins to affect not only the eye-brain connection, but the visual fields and the peripheral vision. With the iritis diagnosis, I'm wondering if there's some autoimmune component. Sometimes there can be a connection between uh, the inflammation in kind of more of the mid-center part of the eye and autoimmune disease. And of course, if you're suffering heavy metal toxicity, you're probably not absorbing the great nutrients that you need for healthy eyes. Uh, and these would be the things like, um, aside from the omega-3 fatty acids in your fats and oils, uh, the carotenoids, the bioflavonoids, uh, the beta carotenes and vitamin A, uh, vitamin C, you know, again, your foods can do a lot for you in terms of getting these nutrients there. Uh, probably a, a round of probiotics would also be excellent. And uh, also getting some acupuncture and maybe some craniosacral therapy. So there's definitely a lot of upside here. It's just plugging into the right natural holistic doctors where you can begin to um, uh, reverse some of the deeper causes. Because if you're using things like steroids, especially steroid eye drops, what that does is it can reduce the inflammation in the moment, but you have a higher risk of developing cataracts, uh, your eye pressure can go up, and it's only dealing with the symptom. And a lot of times, people that take steroids have some pretty uh, you know, crazy side effects like blurred vision or foggy vision, or uh, you know they may also... Uh, just they can't tolerate it, the stinging and the burning from, from those eye drops. So there's definitely a lot of things that you can do. And uh, best of luck to you, Pooja. Thank you for the question. Question two. This is from Terry Lynn. And she's having some strange experiences with her left eye. She sees bright color rays, and this lasts a few minutes. And it's only happened three times in the last two years. She's had her annual eye appointments, and they don't find anything other than nearsightedness and astigmatism. 
which she says that she's worn for decades. I was hoping that you would be okay suggesting what I should do to be aware of and do these things. Thank you in advance. Well, Terry Lynn, it's, it is you know disconcerting when you have these eye symptoms come up and you did something really wise by going and getting your annual eye exam because you want to rule things out like glaucoma and retinal detachment and just general inflammation in the eye or deterioration. And once you've done that, then we can look at some other factors that could cause these and other kinds of phenomenon that you see now and then. I would say that uh, the first thing is your visual stress. And it's interesting, you know, I'm just going to plant a seed here, Terry Lynn, that one time in my practice, I was doing a research study. And in that research study, I was taking a look at people's prescriptions when they first came into the office. And I found that 95% of them were overcorrected. And I was able to reduce their prescription at their first visit without doing any eye exercises or anything like that. And they actually saw better. Their eyes were felt more relaxed. And every subsequent year they would come in, their eyes would keep getting better and they would improve their vision. So I'm wondering if the prescription is too strong for you, if you could ask your eye doctor to uh, uh, reduce the prescription, maybe get a 20-40 prescription, maybe get a prescription that's just nearsighted that's reduced with no astigmatism, which can cause the astigmatism to go away. The second thing I would do is I would do my eye exercises like the end palm hum, which is a great visual relaxation technique. It brings more circulation to the eyes, it reduces eye stress, and um, it just increases blood flow. So all of these things can neutralize some of these strange things that you might be seeing now and then. And then you could do either the Tears Forte eye drops or the MSM eye drops. Those would be great to do uh, as, a, as a great support. And taking a look at making sure your diet is you know, full of plant-based antioxidants, getting enough fats and oils. Uh, I like to go through the whole spectrum of omega-3, 6, and 9, uh, and, but getting mostly omega-3 type foods things like walnuts, uh, chia seeds. Uh, you certainly could do wild-caught salmon um, and uh, maybe even doing a supplement, a supplement of omega-3. Uh, so if you do all those things, uh, I think that you're going to remedy the, the problem that you're having. Uh, so I hope that's helpful, Terry Lynn. Thank you very much for the question. All right, this next question is from... Um, a, a teenager, a 17-year-old teenager, his name is Zidane, Z-I-D-A-N-E, and he has suffered a traumatic brain injury, and things are going downhill for him. The doctors don't understand why he feels so sick, and he did find me on a, an interview I did called The Brain Recovery Coach. I actually did this interview while I was teaching a seminar in Kauai a few years ago. And it was a fascinating show. You can get it on YouTube. And this particular professional uh, specializes in working with TBI, closed head trauma. And so uh, I went on the show, and they loved uh, the message. And this young teenager also is resonating with it. And he wants to know what can be done. 
Well, the first thing to note is that whenever you've had any kind of a concussion or brain injury, and right now in my clinic, I'm treating three post-concussive uh, symptom women who are in their 60s, and uh, they're all doing incredibly well. So the, the strategy here is, is that you have to understand that when we have trauma, what, what, what happens in our... Um, and our neuro neurological health is that wherever we've had the trauma, we kind of shut down our, um, how can I say, our brain function, especially if it happens in that area. So we have less circulation, we have less memory, we are very disoriented. And a lot of times, if you go and get an MRI, uh, it doesn't show up in the MRI. Uh, because this occurs in the soft tissue. But clearly, when we have some kind of a closed head trauma, it shakes up the muscles and nerves around our eyes and brain, and it affects our sensory system. So it affects our ability to think, and it affects our ability to move easily uh, in the world. So our balance, our gait can be off. It affects our memory, our problem solving. So lots of different things here get uh, triggered when we have a trauma. So seeking out a professional in the area of somatic healing, uh, somatic experiencing, this is the work of Peter Levine, craniosacral therapy is also a must. Uh, I would consider acupuncture as well, homeopathy, going to a naturopathic physician. So you're working in a more holistic way, both systemically and metabolically, and when you go to these kinds of professionals, this also touches the psycho-emotional part of the trauma. And you know what the last thing we want to do is re-stimulate the trauma, which kind of what happens when you go to allopathic professionals. And uh, so it's not really treating the causative factors. Now, in terms of the eyes and vision, it's very important that you find an eye doctor who's testing you beyond reading the eye chart at distance, because that isn't going to tell the doctor anything about how the trauma is affecting your, your vision. And some of the ways that your vision is altered when you've had a traumatic brain injury is that you can't read very well, so you've got a tracking problem. Your focusing is reduced, so it's difficult for you to focus up close and process information. Another skill that gets interfered with is depth perception, uh, usually with a traumatic brain injury, the peripheral vision begins to collapse. It begins to tunnel or narrow. And this also, because there's a tunneling in the vision where you become overfocal, uh, the input side is interfered with. It's going to affect the processing and the output. So working with a functional optometrist, somebody like me, who's holistic, that can offer physical eye therapy exercises, in addition to maybe something called color therapy on the eyes, especially the blue-green color is wonderful if you've suffered a TBI because it helps reduce inflammation, edema, and it helps dissolve the traumatic uh, impact that may have occurred. So I think you've got to establish and collect a team of of professionals who you can work with and that they would be able to help you um, in your uh, journey 
to improve your vision. But you're so young, and there's no doubt in my mind that if you find the right people, you can improve your condition. So thank you so much for the question. Our next listener is asking a question about the hyperbaric chamber. And in the, the question, the, 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 this listener's name is Polly, and he's chemically sensitive, also has cataracts developing, a lot more in the right eye, using my supplements and eye drops, wondering if hyperbaric oxygen treatments would help the cataracts. So for those of you that don't know, hyper, a hyperbaric oxygen uh, chamber, oxygen therapy, is actually a very well-established treatment. Uh, it helps conditions like decompression sickness, uh, which is a kind of a symptom of scuba diving. It's also been used to help serious infections heal. Uh, if you've got bubbles of air in your blood vessels and wounds that won't heal as a result of diabetes and or uh, radiation injury. Now, some of the side effects could include things like lung damage, uh, fluid buildup in the middle ear, sinus damages, oxygen poisoning, which can cause lung failure. This is just in extreme cases. But it's interesting, in terms of the eyes, those people who get hyperbaric oxygen therapy, they can have more nearsightedness or myopia start to uh, occur which is very interesting in the overall uh, scheme of things. So in, an in answering your question, Polly, I don't feel at this time that hyperbaric oxygen would be uh, the best thing for you, especially around your cataract. I think using the eye drops, uh, changing your diet, reducing uh, dairy, sugar, uh, gluten, perhaps soy, eating a more plant-based diet, a lot of rainbow colors, do my eye exercises for the cataract uh, program. I think these things would be more effective for you and they're less invasive uh, with uh, side effects than the hyperbaric oxygen treatment. I mean, for some people, it's the, it's the magic bullet and for others, it doesn't do anything for them. So in this particular context, uh, I don't think that it would, it would be worth, worth for you to do it. I don't really know whether it would make things worse, but I think that uh, if you stay in the kind of more mainstream program of what I'm promoting, I think that's the way to go in terms of uh, improving your lens health. So that's, uh, that's my response, and thank you very much for the question. Okay, our last question today is from a dentist, 53 years old, works 8 to 5 Monday to Thursday, has done so for many years. Lately, when this dentist comes home after a hard day of work and trying to read, especially multiple pages uh, from a Kindle edition, uh, things are getting really blurry, and it's hard for the dentist to relax. And so she's wearing uh, a 2.5 magnification loop over her eyes when she's doing uh, UV curing fillings uh, all day. She's purchased the MSM eye drops, which she's now using. Is there anything else that can be done? 
Well, first of all, in this particular uh, condition, I think that you want to really test out if the 2.5 magnification loop is too much magnification. A lot of times when people are wearing too much magnification, they really start to notice their eyes going downhill because the stronger the magnification, the less responsive your eye muscles are to focusing. It's as though when you wear magnification, your eyes got to say, oh, I can go to sleep. And so the muscles become flaccid and you lose the ability to accommodate through these ciliary muscles. Now, that being said, I think that I would also consider doing my eye exercises, especially for far-sightedness, because I think that this particular condition could be helped by doing uh, the eye exercises because it's going to increase your focusing flexibility and it's going to get your two eyes to start engaging more um, proactively instead of what a magnification lens does is it makes your eyes very, uh, how can I say, um, unresponsive. And this is the slippery slope that we go down when we start wearing a plus lens for magnification. I also, I, for you, I would do the 20-20-20 rule. So every 20 minutes, look out at 20 feet and do that 20 seconds. I think your eyes need to change a pace throughout the day and not just spending all your time focusing in one position. Nobody's eyes are able to do that. So I would, uh, I would consider that as well. I think the MSM drops are certainly a start, but for responsiveness of the eye muscles, I'd make sure you're getting the tra trace minerals magnesium, selenium, chromium, enough fats and oils, and of course, uh, if you want to take a look at some of my videos where I promote uh, things like lutein and uh, zeaxanthin, uh, I think that uh, any way you can boost the nutrients into your eyes, it's a better way to go. So I hope that's helpful. Uh, thank you very much for the question. So ladies and gentlemen, that is our show for today. And I want to thank you again for your participation, tuning in. Uh, I, I really appreciate it. And until next time, take good care. You're listening to a podcast with Dr. Sam Byrne. To learn more about his seminars and workshops, visit his website, www.drsambyrne.com. The Byrne Method is a trademarked signature of Dr. Sam Byrne for his workshops, seminars, books, and DVDs. The information presented in this podcast is in no way intended as a substitute for receiving professional medical care. The design and purpose for this podcast is to provide information for educational purposes only. Dr. Byrne and his guests have no liability or responsibility to any person or entity for loss, damage, injury caused, or allegedly caused through the information, exercises, suggestions, explorations, or written responses presented in this podcast. Dr. Byrne is not a medical authority and his guests are not qualified to diagnose or treat any disease or health problem. This podcast is not a substitute for medical care. Dr. Byrne's information is only his personal opinion. If you have any health problem, please seek medical care for whatever condition you may have.